You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pacers fans, we hope you enjoyed the draft. Welcome in to this Friday edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast, where we talk about the Indiana Pacers five days a week. So you already know who the Pacers picked, but right now, uh, the Suns just reached up and grabbed Cameron Johnson at 11, very high. Um, but me and Adam are recording live to talk drafts, to react live to the Pacers pick, to talk about the TJ Warren trade. Adam has a take on the Conley trade. Oh, I lot. actually have like three topics we could talk about. even. Before oh, man, draft. we got a lot to get to before the Pacers even pick. So it's going to be a fun show. As always, I'm Tony East covering the Pacers for Forbes. Adam used to cover the Pacers over at Indy Cornrows. Uh, you want to talk about Conley stuff first? You want to? Uh, no, I wanted to ask you one question to start off this whole podcast. Okay. Oh, let's go. Okay. Are the Phoenix Suns the stupidest team in the NBA? Oh my God! What are they doing? <laughs> they trade. Okay. Okay. Outside of their even their Pacers trade, which I mean, we'll talk about how I think the Pacers did awesome in that trade. They traded the sixth pick for the eleventh pick in Dario Saric, and then just picked Cameron Johnson, who they could have traded back even farther to get. I mean, what? What? Uh, yeah, uh, they basically gave away TJ Warren for a salary dump to go sign a free agent who they might um, not get. Unbelievable. Question mark? Question I mark? think it's I think it's D'Angelo Russell. Right, so do I. The Pages must know they're not going to get Russell, and that's why they did the move. Yeah. Because, yeah. right, technically you wouldn't be helping a team you're going to – but they must know they're, like, fifth on Russell's list. So It's something. It's crazy. So – I think we start the Warren trade, by the way. Yeah, I, I agree. So two hours before the draft or so uh, – you know what's embarrassing, Adam? We talked about the Pacers trading their first, potentially for Warren. I mean, I know we said eventually that the first for Warren is too much, but for the Pacers to then get Warren and get pick 32, which I think we're going to do live for 32, but maybe not 50, um, to then get 32 with Warren for just cash, that's a crazy good trade. Well, I texted you at first, wait, did they give up their first round pick to go back and get Warren? That's what I yeah. thought. That's what I thought originally happened, and then I was like, oh, no, they actually just got him for free. Well, we, we both agreed that Giving up the first is probably too much for him. So if the Suns could have sent maybe 32 back or something, this is, seems like a home run to me just because even if Warren's shooting isn't real, he clearly has improved. So he's like at worst a below average three-point shooter who can score and create his own basket. Uh, and they got him with a pick. And he doesn't even make a ton of money. Like He's a rotation piece they got for free with a pick. I think that's a great trade. He basically makes the mid-level exception, right? He makes 10 yeah, points next year, 11, 7, 12, 6 is what it's If you offer a guy the mid-level exception for a full three years with raises, I bet it's about exactly the three-year 35 million that uh, he made. Or it's a little yeah. under the three for 35. He's he super young, so he fits their timeline. He's about yep. he's about what, year year younger than Vic? 25, I think. Yeah, he might turn 26 soonish. I don't know. Really I am, uh, I'm on it. All right. Um, I'm on the age of TJ Warren. He, he was born 26. September 5th, 1993. He is 25. So he'll be 26 in about two months. Yep. Two months, three months. Um, no, I mean, it's we talked about the idea they need to accumulate players who can play and as like a rotation in a playoff game. And he's a guy who maybe hasn't done it yet, but probably can play in a playoff game. Yeah, it's... Provide you 20, even if at his worst, 20 good minutes. On, exactly. On. Yeah, and so I'm going to... Adam, I'm going to bury a lead here and say we can't really – we don't know his role yet, right? Like they could sign forwards in free agency and have him be a bench guy. He could start at the three, or if they sign Boyan, maybe they both kind of play the three and the four. Um, so I don't really know that we know his role yet, but either way, he'll be one of the three 
highest minute guys they have at the forward position and they got him for nothing. Yeah. Well, that's where this leads to next, right? Is does, does this trade or we should really call it signing almost essentially. <laughs> that's really what it is. It's just, you're just signing a guy for, and then taking a pick, which is like, it's yeah, a free pick. Is that true? Um, does it foreshadow Bojan not re getting resigned because he's too expensive? Does it mean Thad's coming back because you can get Thad cheaper and you can probably fit Thad? What they're going to have like 30 something in space now, 31 million in space, and then they can fit Thad and maybe another guy in, in that 31 million, but maybe not Thad and Bojan. So now he's going to play three, Thad's going to play four, now but another bench guy. Do they trade McDermott now because they want to, you know, they have the Ford off the bench now? They don't need McDermott. I mean, that's just some of the questions this kind of leads to. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's interesting because, so because they're taking him into cap space, right? That, I mean, we knew they were operating as a cap space team. Like, I think we all knew that, but you know, now that it's official, they have to actually create the space to be able to take Warren in. And that take, you know, that means since they're technically over the cap with other cap holds, they have to renounce like Thad and Corey Joseph. Like they just, this trade does mean they lose Thad Young's Burt or, I mean, it could be any combination of players, but Thad almost certainly has to be one of them. So they lost that Young's bird rights to do this. Um, so there's a chance that, that, let me rephrase that, that definitely lowers the chance he returns, not substantially, but. Uh, but wait, what does that mean? Because right, they, they they could re-sign Thad to like, his his cap hold is like 21, right? So Very he's, high, yeah. He's never going to, I mean, he's not going to make, he'll make, he could make like, we thought high end 12, right? 12. Here, let me, let me pull it up and, and do the, and, and give you this, the skinny on the cap situation. So currently, technically, this is not actually real. Uh, they're at like 142 million next year with, with all the cap, with all the cap holds, right? They're not actually at that. Don't freak out if you're listening. So they, well, actually, you can take Tyreek out. So actually, they're at. Oh my gosh, I forgot to click enable editing, and my computer's yelling at me. Okay, they're actually at 120. Breathe, breathe. Take, take, take a deep breath. You're good. You're good. <laughs> they're actually at 127, and to take Warren in, they have to get to 99. Uh, actually, a little under that, like 98. Yeah. Um, and you want to keep Bojans as long as you can. So if you take out Darren Collison and Corey Joseph and Kylo Quinn, you're at 94. So I guess you can keep that and Bojan's cap holds on the books and take Warren in. I think that is ultimately what they're going to do. Oh, really? So that so they, they yeah. could bring back all three. They could bring all three guys in. They yeah, they could they would could keep uh Bojan and Thad on the books, take in Warren, and then they'd I actually even after that have four million and the room exception to sign guys, and then they could sign Thad and Boyan and go over. But right, they can they can't add the room exception onto the cap space. Right? Oh, I don't have the first round pick in that. So I mean they still can fit Warren in though without getting rid of Thad. And Thad and Bojan or just one? No, they can keep that and Boyan's hold. So okay, that's, I mean, we, that's might be their one move. This might be their only move this offseason, right? Ooh, it's, yes, they can. They have that to cut Wesley Matthews is, as well, but okay, got by. <laughs> and a bunch of guys who it doesn't matter. I mean, yep. so I they mean, could, they only could one. keep Thad and Boyan and go over the cap to keep them with their holds. So actually, never mind. I rescind my thing. This does not hurt Thad. Uh, okay, number 12 pick. Charlotte is discussing trades, still TBD, but my guy, Brandon Clark, is still on the board. So I am freaking out okay <laughs> anyway um carry okay. on so so what i was gonna say is this could be their only move if they just don't make a trade of you know holiday or Sabonis. and does so if they bring warren in, bring back that of bullion is that a successful offseason that leaves them what they're start they they add warren to us they add warren and don't have a point guard though yeah exactly right exactly that's the issue right because they could use the other four million in space or whatever to go but get the thing start. is say they sign thad to 12 million right away that creates eight more million of space for them you know so then there's where rubio gets nine and there's that exactly 
Uh, so Charlotte Adam is picking a Pacers guy that we both liked, PJ Washington. Okay. Off the board. He was my fourth guy. He was in my third tier. Uh, that's a good pick for them, I think. He'll fit well with Miles Bridges there. Um, but a lot of Pacers Twitter is about to be bummed about that one. We both realized this Romeo is going to be a Pacer at the end of the night, right? <laughs> it is uh, turning that way. I think it's going to, yeah. I think it's happened just, just to throw it out there. Uh, that's interesting. What makes you say that? Just just because. It's just, it's so just was there a report from feeling. the guy? More Oregonian. Gut feeling than any, no, no, anything I know. Yeah. There was a guy at the Oregonian today who reports that he's heard the Pacers are taking Bull Bull. So that means they're training Sabonis, right? Or Turner. If they take Bull Bull, we will uh, have to do a pod next week about actually probably like today about, about the potential alarms that that does sound. Okay. So then that, that's, that's a good transition then. So the Pacers, right. They were not willing to give up what two first or Sabonis, Aaron holiday and a first, right. That was the offer for Conley that last reported. The uh, repeat that. I'm sorry. So the offer that Grizzlies wanted was Sabonis yeah. holiday and a first. And the Pacers said, no, correct. Probably. All right. That's what the rumor was around. Yes. Yes. So, so did the Pacers make the right move. I don't know. I'm, so I, listen, I'm, think of it like this, Adam. This is how I described it last night. Maybe I've already said this to you. Holiday got picked two picks after Grayson Allen and definitely had a better rookie year, right? So his value, oh, he, his value is higher than Grayson Allen. Apparently, but, he has good value on the league, according to what <laughs> I mean, I kind of half believe it, but I, I think he has some better value than Grayson Allen for sure. So between the 2022 first, that's likely when it'll convey. And the 2021st, and Grace, or and this year's first, and Grace now last year. That's really last year's first, this year's first, and 2022 first. So the Pacers, in theory, because there's two veterans also in this trade, and Jay Crowder and Kyle Korver, who both have positive value, it Thad can't be traded. But this is like a comparison to me. This trade is basically like if the Pacers traded Thad Young, Doug McDermott, Aaron Holiday, and two firsts for Conley, and that seems like. Given the situation the Pacers are in with the Vic injury, their cap situation, the timeline of their team, that just feels like too much to me. Yeah, it, we we talk about this. The, the, if it's gotten to a bidding war between them and Jazz, it could get to a price where you're like, "It's not comfortable anymore." We right? called I mean, them even in our discussion, and two first with Holiday just that that just hurts a, me a little too much. I I agree with you. I, I think I mean if it, I don't know if it's going to come out, but I feel like the Pacers probably got into a bidding war with the Jazz and just said we're out, kind of thing. I mean, almost yeah. Hard. Well, I think too. And Joe Beckman got me here. I was wrong right away. He said the Pacers could have beat this offer, and I said, "Really? You know, like I just said to you with Holiday and those two firsts? No, they no, like well, that's unreasonable." But yeah, it's exactly if they include Sabonis, suddenly they have the offer. So to me, that means they were not going to trade Sabonis in this trade, like almost no matter what. Yeah, I I do think they are hesitant in a way because one they, I think they still want to see whether Sabonis can be cheaper than Turner and can be better than or as good as Turner or maybe a better contract and yep. I, think, I think I think they have a lot of faith in Holiday to make kind of a second year leap to a quality of they really player. believe in him Jay Michaels piece was very complimentary uh if you haven't read that yet by the way apparently a lot of teams are interested in, in, in kind of high as well as the Pacers on Holiday so um good yeah, reading I, mean, I, mean, I think there he showed enough flashes where if you could put together for for 20 minutes a night for 60 games, he becomes probably one of the three draft top 10 pick. Again. Uh-huh. He's getting close. Yeah. And I get why his higher might value might be higher than Grayson's to the extent that like, maybe you get better protections or something in your trade with Utah. But I think overall, or excuse me with Memphis, but I think overall that's a, I think the Vic injury is what made it 
hard for the Pacers to beat it because I think too, it's, it's a, that changes them. That makes the age disparity a lot stronger. And then you might be just wasting a year of Conley, which is the guy you're giving up all these assets for. Well, that's one of it. And I would say they're the Pacers. Conley probably puts them in contention to like what make the Eastern conference finals. Conley puts the jazz in NBA championship contention. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They, right. They, Conley is like, if Conley was the last piece you needed, like that's what the Jazz did, right? If, if you thought Conley was going to help you win the championship next year, because next year it's going to be an open year, um, the Jazz probably think they're one of like probably eight. We'd have about eight, nine teams who could win the championship next year. So that's why you make that move and you, you kind of risk all your future for it because like you're trying to win now, kind of like the same way the Raptors did. But the Pacers are not at that point where even if they got Conley, they probably weren't going to win the championship next right. year. They're right. probably going to be good and they, they're, they're peaking whatever in the next year. And then you're betting like, is Conley going to be good at like 33? I think he'll be at the following year. You're you're paying him a ton of money. You're sacrificing basically anybody, anybody else. You know, there's no Warren. There's no resigning Thad. There's no resigning Bojan. Maybe one of those, this whole move. So it makes a little sense to why they didn't do it ultimately. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, if I knew this price the whole time, I think our discourse about him would have been different. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think I thought, I thought it was lower to me. I thought ho- holiday and, Maybe this year's first and a heavily protected, you know, first was like the most they should do. And I'm talking about like top 20 protected for four years conveys the two second round pick at some point kind of thing. So can I do another trade that happened that was kind of Pacers tied in? Yeah. The fourth pick got traded ultimately. <laughs> should we talk about how Dickie V got uh, turned that, Oh, first? yes, we should first, actually. That was funny. So he, he had to fall for Bill Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. So Dick Vitale tweets that the Pelicans have picked up the 10th pick and Miles Turner in a trade for the five part of the worst I've ever seen. Why, why the Patriots ever do that? Why? So, so why? yeah. So everyone is like, I just, I quote tweeted it and was like, here's a thing because we hadn't heard anything. So it's like, I don't think this is real, but it stick. No, did you, did you vote on it? And you see that like, who says Dan, no? Dan Dockett is a blue Huh? Indiana was like 70% on yeah. who says yeah. no. So Bill Simmons did a who said no. And the trade was eight and 10, right to the pellet or the Pacers get eight. Uh, 10 and Miles Turner go to the Pelicans and four goes to the Hawks. And he said, who said no? And, and everyone said the Pacers. Like, people who aren't even Pacers fans are like, what the hell, Bill? Like, this well, is terrible. I mean, we <laughs> talked about it. Like, there is a move. If you're going to trade Turner, there's some moves. But it's not – first of all, it's not for a pick because you – yeah. like, like, you're not rebuilding by tra- like trading Turner. Like, that seems like a st- – like, you're trading Turner to get somebody to make you better, not to rebuild in a way. I agree. And the eighth pick is what? I mean, who won, who won eighth this year? I'm, I'm now already forgetting. Jackson Hayes. So uh, Jackson, it's probably 50, 50 Hayes becomes even like as good a Turner is right now, if not less like the eighth pick, how many eighth picks turn into like good NBA players? I don't know. Not a ton. Turner was 11. Yeah, though, I guess so. it's a fine spot. No, but it's not, there's no guarantee. Like if you're, you know what I mean? Not that like you need to have like the ultimate best player, but we thought Turner for four might've been like barely the right value. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly. Uh, I thought Turner for four was too much to give up for four. Yeah, no, I, I agree because I think the draft. Tyler Hero goes thirteen. Another guy I didn't like. Wow, that's two Kentucky guys back to back. Nice. Wow, things I. Well, oh, John, John, I, I, things are breaking. Hard. Things are breaking very well for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, because I mean, in this draft too, it's all about tiers, right? There's a tier one, then there was seven tiers between tier two, <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another tier of like three, and then another tier of like four, five, six. Or four yes. and five, I guess. Maybe yeah. six, four and five. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's really like tier one and then no one in tier two and then kind of a tier three. Uh, and then a tier four and then kind of a, yeah, it's weird. I mean, there were three players 
there were one player worth drafting, three players that were you feel comfortable that you could be could be a, be a really good player, and then it was kind of like a tier of like maybe they're going to be good. It's hit or miss. Yeah, right? uh, kinda... you know that's why like hero, like I'm sure the heater just like oh cool, we need a shooter, and they got him. Yeah, I don't know the heat. The heater to are, are, anything, man. They're they're a dumpster fire right now, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, what's what's that? They so, were border, They had to wave a guy to duck the tax. Yeah, I mean they they Brooklyn basically blew up the the Heat's capture guard cap and screwed him over for the next five years. It was hilarious. Yeah, man, right, I feel like the, the Brooklyn match just one guy or was it two guys? I guess just well, one, right? And then Oklahoma City trying to move a trying to move a pick here. Doesn't relate to the Patriots. They pick 21st. I'm just keeping up with all the Woges as we talk so you guys can get live reactions to anything crazy. Hero and Rui were in my bottom tier of guys. I would have been okay with them picking. Uh, actually, I would have been disappointed, I guess, but they were in like the lowest tier of guys I would not have flipped out for. So uh, they're both gone. So I'm happy about that. There's only one guy left in that tier, and it's Keldon Johnson. And Brandon Clark, my number one, is still out there. Things are happening. Yeah, so where are we, where, where are we looking at right now? Uh, we just saw... Uh, 13 was hero, so we got four more. 14, 15. I, there had to be a commercial, I think, after the Hornets pick because we're just missing a lot of time now. Yeah, I feel like it went longer than it usually does, but I don't know. Yeah, I do too. Uh, maybe they're thinking about trading or something. I love that Woe just tweeting is focused on for every guy. Um, I was telling uh, my girlfriend about the year he did like that he couldn't spoil the pick so he tweeted like is tantalized by did he do that again he's doing that again isn't he no he's saying is focused on for every pick oh which is less right. fun but still fun <laughs> so what what happened to the guy we took in our mock draft i don't i'm why is he taylor horton uh yeah. he's still out there right? <laughs> they're gonna get him at 32 and i'm gonna right that's what i was saying is he gonna be my desk on the show it's gonna be amazing so yeah, I mean, that's a, I think we should do that. Who do you think they should take a thirty-two? That's actually. Well, can we talk about the pick? I want. I wanted to talk about the trade for number four. Oh, do. And then we we got off to topic. So the number f- number four. What would you have been comfortable with the Pacers trade? The trade for number four ended up being number eight, number seventeen, and number thirty-five. But then they got fifty-seven in return too. That's a ton for number four. I felt like. Well, I mean, if you view the draft as like, they're all lottery tickets and only one's gonna hit you just try to get to the best spot in it right i mean if you really like the hunter right if they really thought hunter was better than anybody that was left it's probably worth it because like romeo langford guys can be a players romeo langford oh we are getting romeo to the celtics adam you were wrong i know shock adam's just bold random there he goes wow this is crazy this is breaking very well for my interests this is i'm like shocked by this Oh, they are they are they're gonna get bull bull, aren't they? <laughs> oh god, that or Nasir Little, I guess. Is that the other guy? Romeo to the Celtics. Romeo to the Celtics is a pretty is a pretty fun one. Who's who's your favorite guy left right now? Brandon Clark. Okay. That's fair. He and Miles would be just an explosive fit together. Yeah. I mean they are awesome. though, but like these picks, right? They're so shot in the dark kind of going back to the fourth pick that it, it makes sense to trade three first for a guy you feel like at four is going to be like an all-star yeah the other what are the odds of guys end up being any good anybody of note i mean there's a good chance they don't right you're right right 60 guys get drafted a year 40 450 are in the league so that means 
a decent amount get are not in the league at the end of it. You're right. Uh, I can't tell if they're all just getting the picks at the same time now. Yes, okay. But everyone else just got 14. I'm just trying to keep up. Uh, so we're trying to just keep up, even though <laughs> the next morning everybody knows what's already happening. I know, I know. This is not entertaining to you guys. Uh, another thing I want to throw in there, by the way, I had uh, Sekou Dumbuya, the Europe guy, as one of the 10 guys that would for sure be gone by the Pacers pick. Uh, we're at 15, and he's still there. So I am all about that. <laughs> but but realistically, there is no like crazy falls like there was with Michael Porter, right? Like last year, uh, no, you're right. Falling. I think you're right. A couple years, I mean, I remember like probably six years ago, it was Perry Jones. Do you remember him? Remember him? He was the guy number one. I, I just seven. I cannot believe I just laughed. Okay, Seku's going to the Pistons at fifteen. So okay, so I was right. The ten guys I guaranteed would be gone are all gone. So basically, it's between. Pacers are taking any other. So that means for sure one of my favorite three will be available. I mean, I don't know that. Who are your favorite three? I don't think you've said that yet. Brandon Clark, Grant Williams, Talon Horton Tucker. Oh. I don't, I don't think they're going to pick any of those three. But they're, they're going to pick one of Bull Bull, Brandon <laughs> Clark, and a serial letter, whatever. No, they're going to pick one of Bull Bull, Keldon Johnson, and Casey Okpala or someone I don't like. Oh, you mean all like the four people? <laughs> I'm just picking guys I don't like. Um, they, I just, it feels like every year they pick someone I don't like. Yeah, well, you're not. I mean, you know, you're you're an okay draft. No, you like TJ Leaf. I thought I did not. I literally wrote in my TJ Leaf thing when I scattered him at eight point nine. I would not pick him at eighteen. Oh, okay. Maybe that was before we did. I would would pick him in the late first round. We weren't co-hosts yet, so I didn't know that. We were not co-hosts yet. That is correct. That was the summer we became co-hosts. I didn't really have. I liked Mitchell, but I didn't really have anybody. I wouldn't. I did not think he'd go thirteen though. Uh, I didn't have anybody. I was like high on that. You know, I had Lonzo number one that year. Like, 2017 was not my year. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tatum is probably the best player still on that. Yeah, unless I missed Mitchell. Somebody. No, Mitchell was the next. No, Mitchell was that year, right? Mitchell was that year. Yeah, Mitchell's the best part of that draft so far. Seiku. Lazarus Jackson, friend of the pod, uh, is very happy they picked Seiku. So, wait, how do you know? Woj isn't even on there yet. How do you know? Yeah, he got it. Sham's got it, and Chris Haynes got it. Why am I, is my Twitter feed of Woj behind yours, too? Am I like on like <laughs> I'm delayed on TV? I'm like the 12th pick on my TV currently. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I was, I was delayed on there. It is. <laughs> I'm still on the 14th pick on my television. It's so cool. dumb that it's behind like this. Well, I'm watching a stream or like a, the ESPN app on my Roku TV, so it's. You know, that's already 20. Bull Bull is my top center, to be fair, to Bull Bull. If they take him, I'm going to. Well, we have a lot to talk about if they do pick him. Um, No, so we didn't do this. Who should they take at 32? Man, I don't, I didn't like look at the guys in that range enough. Like if Carson Edwards is there, people are going to be elated. You know who I think they should take? Taco? I don't know. No, Darius Baisley, if he's around. Oh, yeah. He won't like be right in that range we talked about. If he's there, like you got an early 30s pick, it's perfect. Just all the all the draft, I mean, maybe this is just agent speak, but all the all of the draft coverage guys thought that he was going to fly up to late lotto into the second. Oh, these teams, these teams do not. Maybe I'm going to make a pick right now, knowing my luck. But <laughs> teams, the guys that don't go to college, they feel like something's wrong with them. No, you're gonna, we're going to get Bull Bull, Baisley, and then the Pacers are going to pick Clark, and I might like run around the room. <laughs> no, you can't. I, I can't carry the podcast that long. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can do it. You, you do solo shows. Come on. I know. I could. Um, I could for a little bit. <laughs> um, so there's nobody else you look at 32? Not like there's not, you know. Um, if, I mean, if Horton Tucker or Williams or uh, Chuma Okeke from Auburn. Oh, he's awesome, too. Uh, See, he. Auburn. 
he got hurt last year. That's another reason he could fall, and he's good. See, I was um, hoping for a Romeo Carson Edwards draft just to make Indiana <laughs> fans really happy. Then, then Juwan, 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 oh my gosh, I just almost said Juwan Evans. That's the dude that got drafted uh, by the Clippers a few years ago. Then Juwan Morgan at 50, really rounded out. Oh, yeah, that, that would have worked. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I just thought the, those two rounds. Brian um, Klein at 50. Uh, are we to the 15th? Oh, we should we should take a break at the 15th pick, which we are at. They just did 15. Yeah. Okay. We'll throw uh, a quick break here, and then we'll come back uh, and do 16 through the Pacers pick. Orlando is on the clock, Adam, uh, and I feel like they are going to take a guard, which me to me means Alexander Walker is about to go. So the Pacers are going to have be one pick away from Brandon Clark. <sighs> I'm so excited. Okay. Adam, cap for somebody. Get excited. Sorry, I, I got lost on Twitter for a second. To be honest, during <laughs> I keep doing that too. I'm trying to keep up with everything going on and talk at the same time. Um, what I was gonna say, we should also talk about Woj's report on Vic too before we get. To oh that. my gosh! Yeah. Um, I can't believe it. I meant to talk about that yesterday and I didn't. Uh, Woj says this is so funny because this the phrasing made it made it seem like a bad thing that sounded optimistic. He said the pace, the, the recovery for Vic is going speedy, and they're hopeful he'll be back in December or January. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was a six-month injury. I thought it was like, no, I thought it was like an eight-month injury. And either way, he'd still be back, like right when the season started. But, whew. He was running sprints in Miami. How is he not ready to play basketball? <laughs> I'm there. I mean, I, right? That's contact. It's a contact thing, right? It's got to be. Yeah, but he's running sprints in June. It's four yeah. months. you got four months to get ready. Like, like I would have said if it was like September and he's just starting to run sprints, but he's it's June. It's all, I don't know how to put it. It's, it's June. I thought he'd be back at least maybe miss the first week or two and be back November, but I didn't think he would miss till December. Even a 10 month injury from April. Well, no, a 10 month injury is February. Uh, yeah, I did, I did not think it'd be this long. And that is, is bad. And that does impact the next season. Um, yeah, they're going to, they're going to be bad to start the year. <laughs> That's yeah. Tom wrote about that. He said, I didn't read the whole thing, but he was like, you know, we got to, you got to get the right guys playing time during the, that time. And maybe you do need to pick up a two guard in free agency, something that we really haven't thought about so much. Yeah. And they also, I mean, that's why the Mike Conley trade, it would have helped um, keep the team above water. I guess we had a player like that. Maybe that's, maybe that's what they think Warren will do. I don't know. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. I, this is a, a, maybe a thing. Like could Bojan play the two for two months and start alongside TJ and, whoever they pick up a stretch four or something. Yeah. I mean, wh- I, I, I do, I do want to say this. I didn't say during the Warren segment, but him averaging 18 points a game doesn't mean anything. Just people just didn't read that much into it. Just, no, it's, it's another good stats, bad team guy, right? Well, it's like when Thad averaged like 18 points a game, with, with the <laughs> Nets. like he, he wasn't going to come in average 18. Like just, he wasn't going to get that many shots. But, but let me add to that. I'm not saying he's going to average 18, but my addition to that is guys are, you know, there, there's an inverse correlation between usage rate and efficiency. So if TJ Warren is plugged in with the starters, obviously you're not going to expect him to average 18 a game. But if he does get less shots, presumably the shots he gets are better. Thus, he will have you know be more efficient with those shots, which is great. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna look, I forgot my shots he was taking. But I mean, he was taking. He had 58 percent true shooting last year. He was efficient on uh, 14 shots a game. Yeah. Which but... is, look at that two and a half two and a half shots down from the year before, and his efficiency goes up. I'll be damned. Yeah, but 14 shots would be in the high end of what he would get because we're like, I, well, with Vic out, I think he could get that without Vic, no way he's getting. Yeah, with Vic, but, no way he's getting. But what it also shows is that if Vic is hurt for the first two months, he could prop warm up, be able to carry some of the load for a little bit. Right, right. 
Yeah. Do you think he can play the two? He's six eighty. He's huge. I don't. I mean, does that matter? I, I get to this thing where like, does it really matter what position guys play? Along, you know, if he can no. handle the ball, he can play any position essentially except center. Oh, we got sixteen. Oh, dang, we've been fooled. Shams Ooh. retweeted something. Right, I, right. I mean, like, as long as he's like, if you can, if you can handle the ball, and he's a okay ball handler. I don't know if he's like fantastic, but he's better than most. Like I say, he's probably better than the ball. Even he can play any position pretty much on the court except for center. Yeah, except for center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he'll like I mean you can theoretically I mean I get you gotta figure out defensive like that, but like you put him at two, he can probably guard the other team's shooting guard. He's I mean, I don't know how good of a defensive player he is. I have I really know right, I know. I only know him from his fantasy stats, and usually that's not a good <laughs> two time. He's on my fantasy team two years in a row, so that was good. Adam, here's how I will describe his defense to you if you, if, if I can do this. He was an eighteen points per game scorer, and the Suns had to give up a pick to get rid of him. Yeah, but do you... <laughs> I know that's like not context at all. Do you think it's because the Suns are stupid and they, they rush the trade? We get off this guy immediately and nobody else take your calls kind of they've had they've had the worst day of any team by a mile today. Well, like like it reminds me of what did like Sam Hinkie do where he like basically fleeced the Kings out of a pick for like nothing? <laughs> Remember that our picks? Oh yeah, like they, they he, he got like an unprotected first to take on like Jason Collins and Nick. Well, Stavlis. it reminds me of that like where it's like only one team was actually just smart enough to make the call and ask, "Hey, can we have this guy?" And the the guy on the phone was like, "Oh yeah, you're the first one to ask. Sure, you have him for free." Yeah, <laughs> like the Patriots probably were sniffing around all over the place and like, "Oh, we can get him for like this." Okay, we'll call you back. Give us two seconds. Make sure we can do this. <laughs> I really, I mean, I, I'm curious just because I'm a curious person how much cash you're giving up because that's next league season is when that trade goes down. Uh, so they'll have less cash to trade next season throughout the whole year. But I is still there, think... Is there a cap of much cash you can trade? Yeah, you could, uh, I don't know what it is next year, but it's $5.4 million in this league season. I'm going to go on a limb and, not, and say it's not all $5.4 million. No, I highly doubt it. Um, well, what what are we thinking? Like a million eight? I'm trying to I don't know. Maybe maybe they just bought the second rounder at like three million and then they also got Warren. Yeah, what's the going right for second rounders? Didn't the Warriors buy one? 44th pick went for 1.8 mil straight so up. They probably paid about that, I guess. No, I bet they paid a little more. Oh, well, maybe not pay on the contracts and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because they had to take back a guy. It's hard to exactly say, but I bet it's between one point eight and three million. Um That's really exact, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was you're like you're gonna be all precise and then you give me a one point two million dollar range. I'm just throwing three darts at the board at the same time and, and one of them's gonna hit the right number. So we still don't have the pick yet, right? We're still waiting. No, I think there's another commercial because the lotto just ended and then Detroit was next, so they were able to get that pick, but none of the reporters. My ESPN on TV still doesn't have it yet. Scoop sixteen. Um who is sixteen? Who does pick sixteen? Orlando, I already said that. Yeah, who picks yeah. 17, Brooklyn? We got Alex. No, that pick now belongs to the Pelicans, actually. The Hawks traded it, remember, for number four. Okay. I, I was just doing it based on the NBA. The, oh, the Pelicans could pick Clark. Oh, they could have such a good day. If they get Hayes, Zion, Clark, I okay. would throw. Oh, hold on. Is there a way to have a bad day when you have seven draft picks? Or something <laughs> draft? Like, seriously, is there a way to have a bad day? Like, I guess if you didn't take Zion, that's, that'd be a bad day, right? Yeah. But like it's it's almost impossible to have a bad day when you took Zion Williamson with your first pick and had nine other picks. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Zion's your whole day. You already you just drafted a generational. Yeah, I mean, you could literally have taken like like Taco Fall at seventeen, and they still would be praising you because you took Zion Williamson. 
that's oh and that goga guy that makes me sound so i just i said that on my solo show too goga uh is the center who's good uh and foreign and is still available too i don't know if the uh magic would like him or not or if the uh pelicans would but i hope that one of them get him so that brandon clark continues to fall oh so tony they're showing um famous players taken outside the top 14 Kawhi Leonard first guy right yeah guess what they put next to it they said they put Kawhi and Giannis so they put Bucks and the Pacers then they put Giannis was 15 wasn't he was he 15 he's 15 then Eric Wilson went 18 so that's a comp for hey TJ Leaf also went 18 (laughs) okay way to ruin my day and Chris Singleton who famously signed with the famously who signed with the Pacers for training camp one year so there's a picture of him in a Pacers jersey but never played for the team I discovered that picture today. It's the only reason oh, I'm including that. Well, no, so like Granger went 17, Hibbert went like 17, right? Yeah. We got to talk up the optimism of this area of picks. John Collins went 19. Uh, what? Oh, OG went like 20, 21? 23. Oh, 23. 20. Tony Parker went. Oh, Chuma Okeke to the Magic at 16. I liked him. I had him in my third tier right behind PJ Washington. That's a All great right. Tony, we're getting we're two picks away. Dog. I gotta sit up in my in my chair. Dog. We're really one pick away. We're gonna know. If, well, if yeah. Brandon Clark doesn't go 17, I'm gonna explode. Yeah, but they're not gonna take him if he doesn't go 17. <sighs> Dude, this is killing me. <laughs> I'm I'm like physically holding my head. I love how they're anticipation when everybody already knows the pick. That's I know. <laughs> But it, oh god. Um. So okay, just off topic into different. What do you think? Do you think the Pacers are going to trade the bonus this summer? And who they pick eighteen? Okay, okay. Well, let me phrase it differently. We, we did this. I was texting you about it. Do you do you think the Pacers are looking to trading Turner because it makes better sense for cap reasons, and you no. get eighty percent of his value at no. A third of the, uh, like a sixth of the cost. I never think you should trade a guy just because it's better for cap reasons. So I, I guess here's here was my thought, and it's now uh, it's out the window. But like, if you're going <laughs> after Conley, and they still wanted to bring back like Thad and Bogart to get another guy. Should they have looked into trading Turner? <laughs> if you're trading Turner just to get space to sign other guys, I still think that's stupid. Well, no, you're not. You're you're, you're getting you're doing it to get Conley, but at the same time, you're doing it to create like an eight man rotation. I guess I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Okay, I'm just like trying. To, value is showing itself. I, I I tend to agree. I I just right at some point they're gonna have to pick one of these centers. They can't have both forever. It's, I mean, they could, but it's just not worth it. Yeah. Right. I I guess you suppose still has value next summer because you can you can sign a restricted deal. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. you can only sign him to an extension in a space, or can you sign any extension? Sabonis by the end. Sabonis is extension eligible in as you're listening nine days. But they can they can wait to put an extension until the end of free or until they have right until the about two days before the season starts. So, but it makes sense not to because his cap holds going to be really low next Absolutely year. Absolutely right? makes sense not to. But unless they sign guys to a bunch of long term deals, it doesn't matter. And he becomes untradeable this season because of the poison pill provision. If they sign him to an extension, I thought, I thought that wasn't. I thought we figured that wasn't right because Turner. No, Turner was basically untradeable. Not un, like legally untradeable. Like, remember, it's his outgoing salary is only three million for the Pacers, but his incoming salary for the other team is the average of. Oh, the that's total. right. That's right. 
So it's not like, like it, yes, you can trade it if there's, if you can construct a legal trade around it, but it's so hard. Okay. So that doesn't make sense, right? You wouldn't, well, right. You, the move would be, if you're thinking about it, is to sign Sabonis so that you can trade him next summer, essentially, right? In, in theory. In theory. Well, we don't have to wait till he can get some huge match, some offer that then you don't want to match because it's going to be like, let's say 20 million, which is maybe a little high, but. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, but anyway, back to what we were talking. Well, like, would you be surprised if he signs for four for seventy-two, the same deal as Turner in September? He's probably about worth that. You have to, you know, you, with extensions, and we, I miss we. I say I miss the mark with Turner. It's like I said, it was bad because I felt like it was going to be hard for him to work up to the scenario where he's worth more than that, and then he did. Basically, almost being a defensive player of the year and being a fantastic shooter. You know, as a bonus, it's the same thing. You have to get, I think the goal of extension should be to get the guy for a value that it's like a for sure good deal at the worst. Um, and if four for 72 for Zabonis is like pretty good, I guess that's good. Yeah, I guess the thing with Turner, the problem was, right? They'd, they'd have 10 more million in space this year if they didn't do it, right? Yes. Before they uh, had a hang, on, hang on. No, 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 because it wouldn't kick in until next year. No, no, but wasn't his cap hold going to be like seven or eight going into the summer? So they waited, they timed it right. They would have like an extra ten million in space, theoretically. I would like to confirm that uh, his cap hold is not a number that I have typed down because I suck at this. Apparently, or it would be one twenty-five of his last contract, or no? No, it's different for rookie skills. It's very confusing. Okay, uh, let me let me check uh, Mr. Eric Pincus's beautiful. Well, he only made three point four last. Year, so it would be pretty it's not wild. very high because he was picked outside the top 10 too so if, if even if we're talking double it would be 11 million less dollars in cap hold his cap hold you're not drum rolling adam 10 million five hundred eighty-eight thousand, which is way less than what he'll get yeah but it would have been seven and extra extra space right to use yeah which is what it is because they would have paid him what 20 this summer maybe even like more like 22 if he had been a full restricted free agent Yes. Maybe 25 even. I mean, I don't know. Would a team talk himself in mile turner four for a hundred? Maybe. Maybe now. Yeah. With like, yeah. So it, it probably worked out. I mean, it's because in the long run, you'll end up with less cat space. The than Pelicans that. are picking Alexander Walker. All right. Brandon Clark is available. And he's not going to get picked by the Pacers. Brandon Clark is going to be available. Oh my gosh. You're going to hear me collapse in my chair if they don't pick him in a few minutes. Why is why is my Twitter behind yours? Woj doesn't tweet. Uh, I didn't get that from Woj. I got that from um, Keith at Yahoo. What's his last name? Keith Smith. Okay, has he been faster than Woj? He, that's the first one he's gotten first. Okay, well I'm thinking that maybe Woj is busy on TV, so you know I can't. <laughs> but James hasn't even gotten to it yet. Good for this guy. Keith, might- Keith has some stuff. He's usually good. He's in Orlando. I'm surprised he got the one pick after Orlando. He got the Orlando. Charms. Yep, he get, that's correct. Not Alexander Walker, who was on mine. He was right behind uh, the guy who went before him, Chuma. So my number one guy is here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I will like we know Marina now turn it around to make because now the faces are up in the draft are going to be up soon. She turned around. Uh, <sighs> I'm like a kid in a candy store right now, dude. <laughs> I know, Tony. I, I can hear the giddy in your voice. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, non-related draft topics that I have in my mind that I wanted to well, just talk about. We can talk about them later, Adam. 
Well, well the pick's not here yet, so we have time. I'm like rumbling. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, my body when when Clark did got announced as not the 17th pick, my body just immediately got like six it, shots of. Ever because at 18 will not have an impact on this year's season. I don't care <laughs> about this year for Brandon Clark. I think his ceiling is so high. Okay. Also, Woj still has not tweeted it out yet. I promise you it happened. Shams got it up too. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get on Shams. I'm on just somebody's Twitter. I'm on, on Woj's Twitter feed. So. Uh, oh, are the Spurs gonna get Brandon Clark, and everyone's gonna say they got the steal of the draft? Chris Haynes. Oh, he just did seventeen. Guys are teasing me at this point. Uh, <laughs> right, so give me Brandon Clark's. Give me your two minutes on, on Brandon. Brandon Clark is an unbelievable athlete. He is a fantastic defender. Uh, he can put the ball on the floor. He was one of the top three most productive players in college this past season. He's good on both ends, basically. He's really good. All right. Can I interest you in a two-way player, Adam? Sure. Okay, there you go. You got it. All right. Can I interest you in potentially Thaddeus Young with better shooting? I guess. <laughs> I don't. I want to pull up his stats, but I don't want to pull it up. I, 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 I will say one of my um friends who is in sports media said they're really going to get Brandon Clark, aren't they? Like he's pretty happy about it too. So, see, I mean, he 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 watches a lot. He's pretty tuned into the draft as People well. People in my mentions are are hoping for Nasser Little, uh, which is interesting. Oh man, <laughs> I need to talk, but I'm so nervous. Okay, um, <laughs> give me the give me the two minutes on, on Nasser Little. Nasser Little, uh, he was projected like top three um, pre this season before going to North Carolina and then just tanking. He couldn't shoot at all. He shot under thirty percent from three. Um, he was a good defender. He like projects to be pretty good still. He just fell really far, and I think that that's kind of clouding the ability to scout him unbiasedly because. You know, he like like it's almost like Romeo, where they were really high at some point and then they fell. It's like, how far do they fall? Do we ignore those projections, kind of deal? Okay, that's not. I like I like I kind of like Little. He's on my board here. They're both are probably decent picks. Get why you like Clark more, but Woj tweets. They're going with Goga, the foreign center. The Pacers are. The Pacers are going with Goga. So they were wrong about centers, but they were they right about centers? Wrong about the center. Uh, yes. Okay, Adam, we have... Well, how mad are you right now? Do you want to give me on a scale of 1 to 10? How yeah, Goga's my second center, even. So that is surprising to me. So, who is being traded this summer? <laughs> uh, someone. Or is it is it a preemptive trade? Or draft pick, sorry. ABC, flooding into my mentions. Uh, that's a good question. Like, they're preparing next summer to trade, or at some point in the next year to trade one, so they're going to have a center now. Yes. Um, okay, sorry. I'm gathering Goga thoughts. Goga, I, I did not watch any foreign ball. I just am not good at it. But a lot of draft guys really like this guy. He can shoot for a center. Um, I don't, again, I just, I'm relaying other people's information. I'm not telling you this firsthand. Uh, apparently, a lot of people like him and think he's good. Uh, he would not have been my pick personally at this spot. But uh, I think the big thing is what this it could indicate for other teams in the future or so, for the other players in the team. I know absolutely zero about this guy because honestly he wasn't any of like what we thought the patient would draft, right? I mean I don't think he was anywhere near there. But does he have a little bit of like stretch five in him? Yes, he can shoot very well. Okay. 
So maybe he's the next Dirk. Yeah, no kidding. Go foreign guy, tall center. What's going to be hilarious is, is you kind of groaned in that if he becomes really good, it's going to just be like, oh, yeah, Tony's wrong again. I know. It's always me. I mean, I don't have an opinion, so I can't be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't watch foreign guys, so I don't have an opinion here. That's fair. I it, I feel bad because we were like ready to do this live reaction, and then I don't know. Tony's about to run out of his chair. They took Brandon Clark, and now he's just depressed. <laughs> Brandon Clark's gonna go to the Spurs 100% here or or he's gonna fall to 32 yeah that's true that would be awesome um okay I mean this pick an interesting right because of it's a center so it, if it's the take the best player available figure it out motto then they must think this guy's really good if it's we need to draft for need it makes no sense if we're drafting to replace somebody I guess it makes sense <laughs> I am Oh, the picture of Goga next to Zion's blowing up. That makes me happy. <laughs> I am pretty sad they didn't get Brandon Clark with him available. Uh, but that is, that is something. I will say, though, the Pacers are always very high on centers, too, at the same time. So, and every Well, every draft guy loved Goga. Like, they're saying that this is such a crazy value. It's just you have to figure it out. Well, also, I, I mean, he, the Pacers basically every... Good Pacer team has been centered around, or well, it's a kind of a pun. Has had a center to be kind of like one of the best two or three players in the team, right? I mean, Robert Turner, Jermaine O'Neal. I mean, those yeah. uh, Smiths going back there. Like the Pacers are a team, just in general over their history, are in love with centers and like to develop them. They're decent at it in a way. Yeah, they develop these guys on defense all the time too. But yeah, when they can Roy. shoot, it would it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, and again, scouts love this dude. Like, you know, Sam Vecini from The Athletic just said, sometimes you just have to take the best guy available and figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I still what's crazy is that when Mastro got drafted at 11, he started his first year. Like, that's how good. Yeah, like, that's that, that he fell that. So, I mean, this guy's not going to start, but if he can play in his first year, all of a sudden, that's maybe just that good at developing centers really quickly. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, they need – that's surprise. – I'm just surprised they picked a center. I did not expect that. I feel like that's what the Orgo- the Oregonian bowl bowl thing was a little bit of a tease. Like, they're gonna take a center tonight, just just kind of be ready for it. <laughs> yeah, he must have been really high on their board. If also, I bet I bet he was like in the top ten on their board. He had to be very high on their board. Um, Man, I'm, I'm like struggling for thoughts and trying to keep up with other people. I guess Brandon Clark wasn't high on their board. Ugh, I'm angry. I guarantee the Spurs pick him right now. We'll find out. I just pop, pop the Spurs just get smart smart good players. High IQ guy, Brandon Clark, by the way. Another reason I liked him a lot. Um, yeah, this means we have a lot to talk about next week uh, of what centers mean, of what could be moved, et cetera, et cetera. Because I mean, obviously they could go a year of developing Goga behind Simonis and Turner, but this clearly means something else is coming, I feel like. Yeah, I, I'm starting I mean, I talked myself into it real fast that it maybe is a uh preemptive draft or like they also because they had him really high in the draft so that they, they took him and then they're like well we never trade one in the next year so we'll just kind of figure out when to play him in two years yeah that's true that's true you know you'll have and to Adam silver is now making the pick on my tv so i am that's how far behind i am <laughs> so another smart draft guy I like had goga four on on this entire board okay so maybe he was really high you know 
Well, you know, it's hard with these foreign guys because a lot of guys, including myself, like just cannot watch them. Like I have no idea how to watch full games of him. That's fair. I don't. I. That's why I have bad. I have bad answers for you. That's that's not good because you're like the draft expert of, this, of the two of us. So like, <laughs> I know. Carry this. I know. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people having him high is good and it's good value. So we'll see what happens. And Shams just said it. If Brandon Clark goes nineteen. Uh, oh, I scrolled right over it. Oops. Oh, nope. Okay, they picked a foreign guy, too. Okay, they picked some Maybe wrong by Brandon Clark, then. Brandon Clark's in the 20s. Yeah. Nuts. Well, he's, he's at 20, currently not in the 20s yet. <laughs> it's at, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think this might have just been take the best player available type of player thing. available. And we'll develop him because Popeye Jones and Dan Burke can mold centers into the best, you know, the best version of themselves, at least defensively. And if he has any hands offensively, he'll be really good. Yeah. Also, I mean, watching his Euro highlights right now is on his defense pretty nice. Is yeah. He, no, again, he's good. He's got he's got a good shot. He's got good, you know, you know how tournament has the ball and you're kind of worried about it. It's kind of clunky. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't seem that way on the in the four shots I watched on the ESPN highlights. So I don't know. I have to deep dive more. Now that we actually know, I know that. I, well, we all have to. Yeah, we all have to figure it out. Um, but yeah, people are about people are about the goga. So Some should people, we? My mentions hate the goga. So do, um, do, grab people do, love the goga. Do you want to stay on for a few more picks and take a break and come back at thirty-two, or do you want to? Um, you know what? What do you want to do, Adam? Let's stay around for about I don't know another pick or two. Just. Another pick or two. Okay. Just to see where some of these top guys fall out, and then we'll take a break, and, on, and then we'll come back at 32 in like okay. 45 minutes for us and no time for you guys. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, Luka Samanich to the Spurs. It makes a lot of sense. Spurs love uh, those uh, the foreigners. Love it. <sighs> That's a, I'm just surprised. I know. I'm, I'm, I mean, he was nowhere near any of the stuff when we were, when we were talking about who they're going to take. You didn't even mention him. And like, I get, I get texts of who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Man, chip on his shoulder already. Have you seen that picture of Gogo with Zion at the draft? Uh, no, I have not. So at draft media day Tuesday, uh, they had two players go at a time and media could talk to either one. And Zion went at the same time as Goga. Uh, and there's a great picture of Goga sitting on the right, and literally no reporters are at his table. They're all at Zion's, and he's literally looking over at Zion's interview. It's actually a really sad picture, but chip on oh, his maybe, shirt. Yeah, maybe that's good. I'll get a little motivated, and he'll. So, come. you know, what makes me sad is that he's two years younger than me, and he's about a foot and a half taller than me. Yeah, he's he is huge. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I do. I mean, I do sort of trust the Pacers draft process. And they actually hit every other year, so maybe not. But I do kind of trust them to make the best available player kind of pick. Yeah. Man, Boston could get Brandon Clark here at 20. That'd be a hell of a draft for them. It doesn't matter, Boston. <laughs> you keep saying you have three picks, you're going to have a hell of a draft. Boston's going to be imploded. So you want to do a quick like free agent thing real quick? Uh, sure. So we we tease it for a second, but is the Pacers basically only move going to be Rubio, 
Thad. Rubio Boyan. Boyan, maybe Thad too. <laughs> That's certainly possible. Uh, they do need a point guard. Are we underestimating that Darren Collison can come back on a cheap deal? Darren Collison apparently wants to uh, play for a contender. That are was not reported a, by a bright side of the sun. And uh, the Suns are not going to be able to get Brandon Collison, Brandon Collison, Darren Collison, because they are not a contender. Wait, but the, are the Pacers not a contender? No, they might be. I just that's the reporting out of Phoenix Land. Why the Phoenix cannot get that guy? Oh, I got you. So what? What do you think Collison makes? I mean, I'm just thinking, like, could he? Would he fit into like a four or five million dollar salary? Or does he get more than that? Like ten million or a little less? Oh, five million? No, I think he get more than that. Right. I mean, unless he wants to stay in Indiana, right? Yeah. Like that would be like. That would be the ideal, right? He like gets the room session from the Pacers. That'd be the ideal move, whatever. That would be sweet, but I don't think that will happen. Yeah, that's too cheap, right? I mean, the other one is Lance is going to be on the room reception, right? Lance yeah. come back probably. Yeah. Have you accepted that already? Are you ready to accept the Lance return? Uh, no. <laughs> the, the end of Locked On Pacers will come. <laughs> I told her. I told you. I said if if all they do is sign Rubio and resign everybody, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> I didn't do that, so I don't have to quit now. <laughs> yeah. So what are the odds that uh, this indicates something else, Adam? That is, Sabonis and Turner start together, and then Goga's the backup five. You know, I've been I've been wondering that if they just – do they just bring nobody back and go like a weird way? Like maybe they sign Russell using their space, and then they go Turner, Sabonis, TJ Warren, Oladipo, Russell. Yeah. Now, I don't think I get Russell. I think he's probably going to Phoenix, like you said, when we start this podcast, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, do they just go crazy experimental? They, they're not very risky, I would say. The Pacers like to play very traditional, so I, I doubt they'll do that. But if they're backed into a corner, they might start Simonis. <laughs> That's true. They th- This seems like a risky move to me. What? The foreign big man? It's not if you view it as he's the best guy on the board, figure it out, because it's draft picked. Half, right? What do we say? What do I always keep saying? Half of them suck anyway, so, like, what's the risk? <laughs> your, one, your same pick two years ago was terrible, but, like, nobody seems to really care that much. That's true. Uh, okay, I got a little background on Goga for you if you want. Okay. He is still 19. Yeah, July 20th is his birthday. Yep, he played for Nikola Jokic's team. Okay. Uh, the same club team before Jokic got drafted. Last year in that league, in only 23 minutes per game, he shot a 60% from the field, 7.5 rebounds, uh, and 14 points per game. They don't have three-point percentage, unfortunately, on the uh, these foreign <laughs> stat sheets. But I got 60% shooting. So pretty that's pretty good. I mean, that's he probably had a lot of shots around the rim. That's pretty good. Um, you know, you know, you know I just realized if they sign Rubio and Bojan, they can pretty much go four foreign guys. If they bring back Coach, yeah, that would be fun. Oh man. Man, can you imagine the team if they've got Bojan, Ricky Rubio? And go guy like the different languages. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that worked for Pascal Siakam, man. That could be the move. It, yeah, I mean, it'd be a very cultural team in Indiana. In <laughs> that would you be know. crazy. You got, you got like, well, o- o- Oladipo's parents are Nigerian, right? Yeah, they so can. He's so crazy. So like, you got like, did he play for something? Like, did he, he didn't play for the national team in Nigeria, but he did something with the Nigerian national team, didn't he? Like last year, and did he go uh, with the no, game? He played in the African games. Remember. What? He played in the Africa games. That's right. That's what it was. The NBA Africa games. So, you know, that's a lot of like uh, a, lot, a lot of culture to pace your locker room. Yeah. Probably probably good. Probably good for the team to have kind of that kind of. It is. It is. It totally is. I feel like they have another foreign. They had EK. Yeah, they had EK. They don't have any more. Matisse Seibel. 
that was another guy in my third tier to the Celtics at 20. So Clark is st- something might be wrong with Clark. Knee. I am, I am depressed. Knees, elbow, head. I want Clark. I want Ted Clark. All right. I know. All right. Do you want to sign off now and take at a break? 20? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll text you, Adam. We will get back on at about 28 or nah. Maybe 29. Like we'll have more thoughts and opinions. Or, no, because there'll be a break from the first, second round, probably. You're right. right. Okay. We'll, we'll get we'll do it then. We'll have more Goga thoughts. We'll get pick 32, and then we we'll probably won't do 50. We'll just come on after 50 and talk about it for a second. And then that's it. So yeah, we'll be back. All right. Adrian Wojnarowski just tweeted, Brooklyn is shopping the 31st pick, which means the second round has officially begun. Do the Pacers trade up? What? Do the Pacers trade up? By one spot? No. (laughs) It was a joke. (laughs) I have more Goga to talk about. Um, So in this interim process uh, between the break before this and now, some time has gone by. Nate McMillan has said, uh, they didn't think he'd be available. Of course, they did all the PR speak. Um, says he can pass well and shoot well, of course. But here's what I found. Ready? These are just the last two years, all the awards that Goga Batadze's won in Europe. Are you ready? All right. Read them to me. All Junior Adriatic League team in 2018. Junior okay. Adriatic League MVP 2018. Junior Adriatic League champion 2018. Then he moves to the real Adriatic League. He leads the league in blocks. He wins the top prospect award. His team, he makes the All-Adriatic League team. He wins League MVP. He wins Serbian Super League MVP. He wins the Montenegrin Cup. I don't know what that is. Uh, and he's on the EuroLeague Rising Star team. That's in the last two years. He's what, turns 20 in two months? Yes. And, okay, let me give you the list of the EuroLeague Rising Star since 2009. Are you ready for this? Yes. Ricky Rubio, Nikola Mirotic twice. Kostas Papinakalu, I don't know who that one is. Bogdan Bogdanovich twice on the Kings. Alex Sabrinas on the Thunder, and then Luka Doncic twice. Okay. So it's been an, it's been an NBA player every year but one since for the last decade. So is it just one player has named this? Yes. Okay. So that, that that's some good complaint right there. That's a lot of players. Yeah. Who- most, what, four or five, whatever, many, everybody. He's clearly one of the best guys in Europe. So this, the trepidation is still about him being a center, and that's understood. And I have the same trepidations that you, the listener, who don't like to pick as he's a center have, um, because I think it signals a move of some kind of one of the centers at some point. Now, I, I was more bear, or bearish, bullish, bullish on it being more immediate earlier in the show, but now that I've thought about it, I guess as they develop Goga, it could be farther off, but it seems like it's coming. Or they're going to try to start both and see how it goes. Either way, I feel like it does signal um, some change with those two guys, Sabonis and Turner. All right, so can I get my hottest take of the night? Let's go. I think maybe in two years, this guy's going to be replacing both players. Nice. I, I mean, that. that's just – but like, so I watched – what? I watched the five minutes of YouTube they have of him. How <laughs> he's he's awesome, I, read him. I, I read the uh, – well, the ringer had something on a couple of the draft guys just because I, I really didn't study any centers because I was not even thinking to take a center because why would they take a I center? I didn't do that either. Yeah, I did the same thing. Um, one, the ringer had him 19, which is pretty much the nailed his position in the draft. Good for them. Um, but I do think he is a combination. You know, we always dream of the combination of Sabonis and Turner. <laughs> oh, yeah. right? You watch him. He's got really good around the rim post play. He can block shots and he can hit, hit jumpers. I mean, that's like the perfect center for nowadays. If he, turns and he can pass. Like I like that. Yeah, his pick pass. and roll game. So it's, like the three pick and roll highlights they had, it was like 
a breath of fresh air because Turner is not the best pick and roll player, but this guy looked like an amazing pick and roll player. And if he becomes that with Vic, let's say in two and Vic's 29, that's, that could be lethal. Yeah. So obviously like during this break, we both found out all this optimistic stuff. Now, obviously there oh, are negatives. You want me to go negative now? No, no, no. I'm just saying there are obviously negatives. And of course him playing center is a big deal. You know, th- this is going to be an interesting dynamic going forward. It's it's just I don't I think I don't know I think maybe just saying this is a center this is bad is lazy because he is such a you know a, a commodity prospect but I understand why he's a center this is bad is a valid take that you know is bad. <laughs> uh, also, I'm prepared for hell a joke Jokic Jokic comps and I am not excited for all that. Um, Miller time beating the drum on that right now. They're going crazy with the, with the Jokic stuff. Not that the Jokic comp like has no merit because they play for the same team and stuff, but Miller times doing funny jokes about like how it makes sense to draft a center, um, and comparing it to the Jokic situation of how, you know, they already had JaVale McGee and Yusuf Nurkic, uh, and Mozgov when they drafted Jokic. So. Well, I mean, we talked about this a hundred times. My philosophy is you take the best player on the board, you figure it out because they're not going to be good for two years anyways, and in two years your team can be completely different, so you don't know. Yeah. So take the best player and figure it out because, like, right. you know, at 18, like, I'm thinking of an example like, I mean, Jimmy Butler went like 30, right? Well, teams probably passed on Butler because it's like, oh, we have a small four already who, I don't know who was the best one, but it was nowhere near as good as Jimmy Butler is unless you're like the Cavs at the time or the Heat at the time. So it's what you do. And even if you are to make that, you could use, use another good one. So, I mean... I don't know. Take the guy who thinks to be the best player and it will all work out in the end usually. Yep. Yeah. And I'm with you. We talked about how we even think the rookie won't contribute. Like if he's super far away, maybe that's different, but if he's only like two years away or so, as he, you know, beef spends the first year beefing up, like hell yeah, that dude could contribute in, in, in three years. Yeah. And we don't know. We don't even know if they'll re-signs a bonus next summer. I mean, like we we're so far away. Like, who knows? Supposed to have a great year and end up being getting maxed out or whatever. And they have to, you know, and they can't keep two centers at $40 million or whatever. So they need what cheap center next the following right. year. Like, I, I think also jumping to that this means they're going to trade one of them is a little bit much. I don't think, from what it sounds like, they didn't think this guy would be available. They didn't have any plans. Like, we're going to take this guy if he's there and then we're going to trade one. We're like, they're like, if this guy's there, we'll take him because he's the best player on our board kind of thing. Exactly. So, that's, that's kind of what McMillan said too in their uh, post draft. Press for, for post first round press speak. I don't even know what you want to call it. Plus, next year, if they want to be competitive, they're going to need both. I mean, if they want to be like they think they're going to be really good next year. They're going to need both supposed to turn on once they can flip one of those guys into a better player. They can't just trade one for assets. They need to trade it for a better player if they're going to make a move, right? Yeah. Like, then this doesn't change that fact. Like, they they could be very comfortable keeping both guys still, even if, if they don't get the right trade, because even if it's the guy they draft. Yes. Yes. Because you can find room for three centers, you too. You can, I mean, what, Turner should also each miss 10, 12 games each. It just happens oh, Nate, oh Grant Apsef just tweeted this. I haven't listened to the video yet, but apparently Nate McMillan holding firm on the stance that Gogo will play next season and he's not considered a prospect by the organization. Oh, my God. So we're so supposed to play in four next year is what it sounds oh, like. Yeah, either he's the third center or Sabonis is sliding to the four. You know what's weird? If McMillan says all these things, and I always think they're, they're BS and they always end up being true. They give me no... What he does, like you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna try to play this guy here, or whatever. And I'm like, that's a stupid idea. But they end, up, they end up doing it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he's very he he does have a he's a very good eye for like first like knowing at first glance what to do with the player. Yeah, so. that's true. 
we'll have to see. It's going to be going to be an interesting uh, first year for sure. But you know, if Vic really is out, as long as we, as long as he, you know, might be this year, could be a year for that. The recenter, I go recenter lineup. <laughs> Did you see Tom's tweet? No, I, haven't seen tweeted, I hope uh, they pick Bull Bull 32 so they can throw out Sabonis, Turner, Bull, and Goga. So has the 31 <laughs> pick been taken yet? I guess no, no. Okay. We might have jumped the gun here. I to- I you jumped the gun here. I was I was by we of- I mean me because you literally said we probably don't have to go yet. Well, I was like we probably don't have to go until the pick gets taken at 31 or like they <laughs> you know because it just says on the clock right now. Are you sure we're not going to be here for 20 more minutes? Oh, we uh, are. Does that what it says? It just says on my teeth. It says on the clock. There's no. Oh man, no timer right now. Is there a clock in the second half? I assume there is. Like, wait, you know, people stay forever. No, don't they just fly through? I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know when it starts. Oh God, Tony, I haven't eaten yet. Like, I didn't have time. I had time to make dinner, but not eat it. <laughs> I can, I can BS while you eat. No, I'm good. It's fine. Are oh. you guys enjoying this conversation between me and Adam? Uh, okay, well, we could talk about some other stuff that happened after the Goga pick in the draft. So, uh, my favorite guy that I wanted to go, Darius basically got picked. Darius basically got picked. You were right. He did. We did. He did kind of get not to lottery, but. A lot higher than projected when they started. Yeah, he did late in the twenty. Who did he end up going to? A team? I missed. Oh, uh, I'm. I trying to remember. I. To <laughs> it be was honest, so crazy. Okay, so to be honest, I got up to I got up to make food and I got a text from one of my uh, my cousin who I told him was a big on the Baisley person and he's like, oh, he got, he got drafted. Uh, this, this who took him? The Thunder. Thunder. The Thunder him. got him. The Thunder right. took him. Okay, they, there it is. That part of that trade with Brandon Clark, right? That was that move. Yeah, they did. Good for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies had an awesome draft. Um, I've had an awesome time since the Conley deal. Anywho, uh, yeah, Baisley, that's a cool pick for the Thunder. Uh, and then a bunch of the guys on the list that we had, you know, Thibault goes to the 76ers uh, as, the, as the Celtics trade with them. Uh, Kevin Porter goes last pick in the first round to the Cavs. The Cavs have Kevin Porter, Colin Sexton, and Darius Garland. That's a good little lineup right there. <laughs> Some no, dude. Someone's gonna have the ball. Like someone, someone's gonna have to learn to like cut and stuff. Well, no, that, but uh, if they draft like they had, they had a good draft, right? Uh, by by value, yeah. By fit, not at all. Yeah. Keldon Johnson, the guy that uh, Pacers. Um, Director of Player Personnel Ryan Carr talked about. Um, just got picked by the Spurs, of course, at 29. Oh, he's, he's going to be great now. He's going <laughs> to be the best player in the draft. <laughs> of course. That was Lonnie Walker last year, right? Like, uh, Lonnie Walker yeah. The next yeah. coming of Tony Parker and George. <laughs> yes, um, that was another one. And then Ness Little. Ness Little went to the Trailblazers at 25. Uh, mm-hmm. And immediately the Draft Express guys were hype on that fit. That's... Um, that's something. If they keep Dame on the Supermax, which when they keep Dame on the Supermax. Yeah, when they sign Supermax in, what, five days? Or, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Well, I'm too early. Nine, ten, day, eight, ten days. Ten yeah, days. Ten days. Uh, they'll have a long time to try to get Little up to speed with, with him. Uh, that's that's a fun pick. Come on. I hope this tweet notification is who's going 31. Dang it. <laughs> so I, I know the second round started. I'm not wasting your time. You're not wasting my time. It's not a waste <laughs> of my time. This is an enjoyment of my time. I'm just. I know. I, I apologize. I'm just a little hungry. I, as a- I, I apologize. Uh, and then this one wasn't on our list, but Indiana native Dylan Windler gets picked by the Cavs as well. Okay. Other than that, uh, no one on my board went in that time frame. So who are you? I am for thirty-two. 
You know who I am, Adam. We picked him at 18 in the uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker, baby. What if they draft him? He ends up being so. What if the 32 pick ends up being like the best player they get in the entire draft? That would be awesome. And well, it would be hilarious too, right? Because they got him in the most they got him in a free trade. Yeah. So if they walk away from this day with let's just pretend they pick Taylor for now, but I mean, we'll reassess this exact statement in whatever 10 minutes. If they walk away from this day with Whoever they get at 50, Goga, TJ Warren, and Talon. Is that a good day to you? Probably, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I understand, I understand that it could have been better, but that's a good day. Yeah. All right. Well, we're trying to kill some time. I've, I've, I've got a funny story about the, uh, the, the trade this afternoon. Okay. So, Marina, who you guys all know, um, I was talking about the trade. She asked me about it. And... She follows the NBA pretty well. She understands, you know, she's she's not like an idiot about the NBA. She understands it very well. And but she couldn't figure out the trade. She's like, why would the Suns do that? And I basically said to her, because the Suns are the stupidest franchises in the NBA. <laughs> like, like, I, she was like, why would they make that trade? Didn't they like I was telling her, like, oh, you know, um, Warren has value, plus they get the picture. They didn't give up anything. I'm like, well, they gave up some cash, but that's it. She's like, and she's like, What? Why do they do that? Like somebody, and it's I think it's refreshing because somebody who like Understood basketball enough to know it's a bad trade, but not like thinking enough. Oh, the Suns are just stupid. It's like, why would they do that? Like, it's a, it's we're not just us thinking it's like a stupid move. Yeah, that's wild. That is a stupid move. So, okay, I'll tell a story, and uh, this person will be on this podcast in a few days. Locked on Suns host Evan Sittery, who is actually from Westfield, Indiana. Um, so yeah, he, he does locked on Colts. Yes, he does locked on Colts as well. Yeah, for you locked on Colts people who are over here. Uh, I was talking to him after I wrote and we talked about the TJ Warren for the first round pick thing. Uh, and he said, Oh, they're just trying to cut his money. I bet you could get him for pick 50. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Less than I mean, that. It's even less than that. I mean, even the Suns guys who thought they could get, get value, even crappy 50th pick value for him. were like, are you kidding? So we gave something up to get rid of like, what is going on? So, not to bring out the conversation again, but do you think that's a sign that he's not good or the Suns are incompetent? Because, like, well, they value him at basically no value, then, right? What they did. Okay. Nick Claxton just went 31. So, the second round has officially cool. begun. Cool. Claxton was my third center in the center tier. But, Bull Bull, man, what is going on with him? Um, did you hear my question, though? Uh, sorry. I just was reading Sham's tweet. Go ahead. Repeat it to me. Oh, please. my question was so the Suns. Do you think them not valuing him is bad for the Pacers, or do you think the Suns are just incompetent? Oh, incompetent. We just talked. If, if Marina knows, not not to dump on Marina's knowledge, but you said it yourself. If Marina knows. <laughs> it's not, that's it's a really bad barometer. She's giving me the they had, they had the six. They had the sixth 32nd pick in TJ Warren, and they're going to walk out of that hall with uh, Cam Johnson and Dario Sarge. Tony, I bet you better get an angry tweet from Marina for saying that out loud. <laughs> Oh geez, I am not going to talk to me for the rest of the night either. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, Marina. Um, okay, Bull Bull's still on the table. They should take him. That'd be the best if they took him. I would die laughing. I'm not going to know who they take here. It's going to be some random guy that we so don't. So Claxton know. and Bull were the last two guys in the green room, and there goes Claxton. So what about Carson Edwards here? Uh, that that would not be a bad pick. In fact, that that might be what ends up happening. Do you like Carson Edwards that much? He's fine. I don't love him. You need, he, I guess, 
Yeah. He's tiny. I don't think him and Holiday have any sort of fit together if you're thinking long term. But yeah, but you need two guards. They don't have any. They only have one or two point guards. They only have one point guard, anyways. Yeah. Do you think Carson could like contribute next year? Because he is what a no. he played no. three years, right? No. So he'd be in the same spot spot as Holiday, where he probably. Let me give you the list of rookie point guards who have been good ever. <laughs> Mitchell. It, he was not a point guard, and the answers are. Yeah, he like, was John Mitchell was the point guard. Donovan Mitchell. Was the point guard on that team? Wasn't he? No. It was George Rubio? Hill. Or Rubio, right? Oh, it was Rubio that year. The answer is Magic Johnson, Ben Simmons, and Chris Paul, and that is the entire list. Wasn't Mitchell a point guard that we got drafted? Am I imagining this now? Am I just you are imagining this? Oh, whoa, just has a new tweet. Nope. Oh, never mind. No. Just nope. Oh no. Oh, Nets keeping Claxton. So, so wait, I think I saw a Tom Crean's Claxton. Wait, I thought I saw a tweet where somebody said the 18th pick, this is a while ago, that he, that he was un- from Tom Crean because he's from Georgia, but doesn't that mean the country, not the team? The, uh, <laughs> Goga? Goga's from Georgia, the country. Yes. Right, right. Well, no, but I saw, I just saw like a tweet about somebody's like, oh, he's, he's one of Tom Crean's guys. And like, I'm thinking, no, that's not true. He mixed up the country and the, and the states. Yeah. I know, and... guys, this is the best content. At... <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go to a college party and chant Goga instead of Toga in celebration of the pick. We really hit the like those. <laughs> What's it called when you're at like the bar at 3 a.m.? It's like a name. I know. We're, we're literally one pick away. We can talk about the guy and then we don't have to squint and strive for it. We started too early with this thing and it's all my fault. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you about to happen. And there's a chance it's Taylor and I will be so happy if it's Taylor. It's going to disappoint you again. It's you not going to be Taylor, dude. It's never who you want. The Pacers. Oh, Nope, another retweet of Draft Express. Whoa, you're killing me. Yeah, I, I just saw that. Man, they're just popping up on the bottom. Where I'm pouncing so fast. <laughs> so, Tony, what's your take on Kevin Durant's injury? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the thing where he said he might sign a five-year max just to be traded in year two? Is that not like some weird tampering rule? Like, I feel yeah. like, it's right? Is that like, is that like allowed under NBA rules? Like, I don't know. If he agrees to be traded and signs it, like is that? I made a, a, I mean, just, I mean, just if I'm Durant, if the way Achilles injuries are, I would sign that five year deal and just take the money because it's like you're never going to see that money again in the fifth year. The way people come back to those injuries, yeah, right. He's looking at what, like four years, one forty, or five years, two twenty one. That's eighty million dollars. I know, like Durant's hundred times over millionaire because of his night kind of all that, but that's eighty million dollars. You're probably never going to see. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of money, man. He'll. I think he'll sign a five-year. I think he'll do that. You think he'll resign with the Warriors? I do. Wow, that's a ballsy take. Indiana has traded what number thirty-two to Miami for three second-round picks. All right, Tony. Well, I think do we even keep this segment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it in. It's not like so bad. Okay, three seconds is is a great value for one second. What the hell just happened? So the Pacers got T.J. Warren and three seconds for nothing. All right, is it three seconds this year's draft? Uh, I don't know. Probably number 44 that they got today. All right. So we'll just have to, um, when they get the rest of the picks, we will let you guys know. We will, we won't, won't come on live, but we'll maybe do a show next week on them. Miami's taking Casey Opala, who I hated. So that's cool. (laughs) So what do you, what do you want to do now? The, what, what, we're not waiting on a 44, are we? No, heck no. Heck no. All right. Um, yeah, I'll probably do like a two minute blurb. I'll throw on the end of whoever they get with their later seconds. All right. You got Thank a lot you guys for tuning into the draft show. 
the Pacers walked away with um, what we know so far as TJ Warren, Goga, and three seconds. So it's a day. Pretty good day. Pretty good day. Uh, Cole's Waker show will be out soon talking about Goga. Stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks to those of you who stuck around for both parts. Uh, They ended up trading both of their second-round picks for future picks. Uh, Kevin Pritchard said in the presser at the end that it was to preserve cap space, which does make some sense. Uh, We'll talk about that more in depth in a future pod. But, yeah, no details on the second-round stuff uh, that they got back. But they got four second-rounders for their two. So if you want to look at it like that, that's great. Uh, But thank you guys for listening to this super long draft recap slash live show special. Uh, and if you haven't listened, go check out Cole's Wicker talking about Goga, uh, on a different podcast and we'll see you guys soon with more analysis and, uh, off season stuff.